What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Seek Life Today podcast. My name is Carson Harris, and I'm the host, and I'm super happy that you are listening to today's episode. In this episode, we're going to be talking about another fruit of the Spirit, this one being gentleness. This is the next to the last episode of the series, and we're going to be aiming to answer some questions like, what is gentleness? Is gentleness biblical, or is God gentle? Why is it important to live in gentleness? These questions and some more will be answered in this episode. So before we start, let's uh, pray our way into the episode. So dear Heavenly Father, we come to you with thanks and gratitude today and just so much praise. We thank you for the opportunities that you have given us and we thank you for just waking us up and giving us life today. That in itself is a blessing. And we thank you for um, allowing us to have a place where we can come and talk about you freely. And we just ask that you will work in this episode today, Lord, and that you would just speak through me and that these words will be from you and of you and not of myself or from myself, Lord. We pray that you will make a clear distinguishment between gentleness and weakness and that you will teach us the difference between these two and that we will just leave with so much wisdom and understanding today. We're listening with open hearts and open ears, and we just pray that you will fill them with wisdom and just your goodness and your truth. In your son's holy name we pray. Amen. So I already know this episode's coming out a few days late because I'm getting behind. Um, I've been doing a lot of crazy things this summer. I'm not going to go into much details about that, but um, it's kind of been hard to stay on top of the podcast. So this is a few days late. So I can already guarantee that this episode is going to be coming out late, but I will guarantee that there will be another episode this week to make up for it. So there'll be two coming out this week. And then next week, there's already an episode planned. So, yeah. So I'm sorry for that because I've kind of been running behind. But anyways, this series is coming to an end and today we're talking about gentleness. But anyways, let's uh, stop rambling and just get into the episode. So let's first kind of aim to answer the question, what is gentleness? And if you're familiar with who I am and like the podcast, then you know I like to kind of look at a dictionary and describe the topic first before I kind of put it in a, a Christian perspective. And so the Oxford Languages Dictionary describes gentleness as the quality of being kind, tender, or mild-mannered. So to be gentle, one must have or show a mild, kind, or tender temperament or character. And I think being gentle, it requires one to be merciful forgiving, forbearing, considerate, and peaceful. And already this sounds like God, this is who God is, but let's kind of look at it from not a Christian perspective. So I also think that being gentle, it requires communication. It actually requires one to think possibly strategically, and it really requires one to create value in small things, really. So gentleness in our society and culture it's often associated or viewed as weakness, but it's in fact actually not. And I would actually argue that it's the opposite. And I would even argue that gentleness demonstrates strength because in certain situations, it is easier to just respond in an unkind or brutal way. But responding in gentleness requires self-control and discipline, and it is actually way more beneficial. So we really should try to like remove this negative stigma associated with gentleness because being gentle, it doesn't make you weak. And I think that this idea of gentleness and weakness being the same thing, it really applies more to guys than girls because as men, we're like taught to be tough and to be strong and we sort of associate gentleness with femininity. So I'm going to kind of dive into a guy's perspective for a few minutes, but this doesn't mean that girls or women don't experience the same thing. And it doesn't mean that them experiencing it is invalid. 
um, like women could experience this too. I just know, like as a male, I've seen this, these ideas and these beliefs in our society a lot more than I have with women. I am a male, so I mean, I don't know. So this idea of like gentleness being feminine, it has a lot to do, I think, with how women are just gentle in general. They're more gentle. But like this idea of gentleness that we're talking about, it really has nothing to do with like our physical strength. And it really has everything to do with our mental and spiritual strength. I think that this mentality of like gentleness being weakness is like sort of from toxic masculinity. And I don't necessarily agree with everything about toxic masculinity, but uh, don't get me wrong here. I think that like we should or desire to be stronger physically. And like as men, we're created to be aggressive, but like not an aspect of being violent and angry or abusive, but like an aspect of being assertive. And so like, I think that this idea that gentleness is weakness is kind of toxic masculinity but um just because we're going to be gentle in certain aspects in life which we're going to kind of dive into later it doesn't make us weak or just because we like express our emotions or our thoughts or just because we're nice and kind it doesn't like make us less of a man or it doesn't make us weak and so it's really interesting how our society has created like this generation of men who I would say are extremely weak in the aspect of being thoughtful and considerate. Like we have this idea that men aren't supposed to share their thoughts. We believe that we shouldn't feel certain emotions and that when we are struggling mentally, we often keep it to ourselves and we just do this simply out of pride. We don't want to ask for help. We're too prideful to do so. And so our society really has this the stigma towards mental health in men as well, but that's a different topic. But um, men, they're they're not really supposed to feel these feelings, or that's what we have kind of created. And so we have this understanding that we can also kind of like just treat women however we want to. So this is kind of toxic masculinity here. We have this idea that we're not supposed to feel certain things and that we can just treat women however we want to. And so sometimes we have this this idea that we can just objectify women and treat them harshly. And sometimes we do it, not necessarily unintentionally, but we do it and we don't even realize that we're doing it. So we act like we don't care and we play hard to get, which I mean, some women like that, but truth be told, most women, or at least I believe, want someone who is like considerate and thoughtful and like actually shows that they care someone who just actually genuinely cares and is intentional. And so I think it's really hard to date in our time. And I know this is true for me because I don't really want to be treated like an object, nor do I want to treat a girl like an object. And it's kind of hard for me to not treat a girl like an object because like everyone else is doing it. I'm surrounded by it. Like this doesn't make it okay. But what I'm trying to say is just kind of hard to maneuver through it and kind of hard to like not do so in like the type of world that we live in. And so it's kind of hypocritical of me definitely for calling this out because I've like caught myself doing these things that I consider objectifying. But like we have different social media platforms. And so this is kind of what I'm going into here is like one example of like objectifying women, but like it happens so many other ways. And like what I'm talking about is just like one specific example. And so social media, it's great and all. It keeps us up with date, with everyone. 
and we can see what other people are doing and we can communicate with other people, but it has kind of created this effect in our brains of like instant gratification. Like we scroll countless hours on TikTok, on Instagram, whatever platform, and we, we just keep swiping, swiping, swiping. And um, we're wanting instant gratification and we're seeing this more and more in our society. We want things instantly. We don't have patience. And so this is like a topic in of itself that I don't want to go too far in depth with. But I think that it's a really toxic trait within our society. I think it's partly because of social media and like in the click of a button, you can have ordered all these different things and a click a button, you can search Google, you can have a definition of a word. And so it's beneficial, but it has created like this negative effect of instant gratification. And I think like a byproduct of this is I've kind of adapted this toxic instant gratification trait and it has to do with Snapchat. And so if you don't know what Snapchat is, then I'm going to kind of like explain it. But anyway, Snapchat is this communication app. You can send pictures or selfies to people and you can send chats like it's a messaging app, basically. And so it has really contributed to this instant gratification in my life, especially with mass snapping. And so mass snapping is like chatting or like sending this picture or message, whatever, to a group of people, but it's not like in a group chat. It's like these people think that they're the only one getting this picture, but you're really sending this message basically, but everyone is getting, not everyone, but like tens of people. And so it's one of my biggest pet peeves when other people do it to me, but I myself do it sometimes. So like instead of having like these individual conversations with these real people, we're just sending the same message or picture to tens of people essentially. Like it saves time, but it's not thoughtful, considerate. And it's kind of like a player move. And if you want to call it hoish or like, it's like a hoe move basically, because instead of like being thoughtful, intentional and having like authentic conversation with a person, you're just sending the same thing to tens of people. And so it makes these people feel like they're special, but Little did they know all these other people are getting the exact same thing. And so it's like essentially a robot message because it's not thoughtful at all. And it creates this mindset that these people are just objects and they don't really require or maybe deserve our attention. And also creates this minds, mindset that there are plenty of fish in the sea. And like, yes, this is true. There, there are lots of people out there, but it doesn't really justify treating these people poorly if you know what I mean like it really just creates this mentality that nothing matters and it's okay to just go around playing with people's feelings and it's okay to talk about these people to talk to these people and like make them feel a certain way like make them feel special it's really psychologically abusive and manipulative and it makes someone feel like you care but in all actuality many other people are like receiving the same exact message that you sent to them and so this has so like I'm really going really far on a tangent here, but it kind of relates to gentleness and what we're going to be talking about today in the aspect of being intentional, which I think is such a huge part of gentleness. It should be a huge part of like any Christian's life, gentleness and in, like being intentional. So I want to end the question, this question at least with the mindset that if you're going to be weak, then you can't be gentle because weakness is like not caring. It's being unintentional and it's thoughtless, but gentleness exhibits strength because it requires self-control and discipline and it requires one to be merciful, forgiving, forbearing, considerate, and peaceful. It teaches us to be kind, tender, and mild-mannered. It simply teaches us to be gentle, which should be considered a strong attribution or characteristic to have. It teaches us to communicate. It teaches us to be in other people's shoes, to have empathy and see life differently. It just like teaches us to, um, 
like be more realistic in a way. Like these are actual people. These are human people that we're communicating with that have feelings and emotions. And it kind of puts ourselves in their shoes in a way. So this is like the example I gave is like kind of confusing. It may not even relate to what I'm talking about. You may not understand the correlation, but I think it's important because like we're to be gentle and like gentle, it doesn't mean like be weak. It means like to think about what you're doing, to be intentional and use your time wisely and use your resources wisely because like you have one chance at life. And of course we're going to make mistakes, but if you're intentional, I mean, you're going to make less mistakes. If you actually think things through, then it's going to be better. Like what I'm trying to get at is like, how can you expect something to grow like a relationship to form if you're not putting effort time into it? And if you're like, just talking to all these different people and putting effort into just like, you can't put effort into all of them, but like you're, you're pretending to put effort into all of them, but you're just really just saying one message or one picture and you're sending it to all of them and making them feel like they're special. Like if you're not familiar with Snapchat, you probably have no clue what I'm talking about. But anyways, that's too far on the tangent. Let's get back on track. So is gentleness biblical or is God gentle? And so, yes, gentleness, I would say, is 100% biblical. Galatians 5, 22 through 23 says, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So gentleness is like a huge part of who God is. And as we grow closer to Him, it becomes a huge part of who we are too. But the important thing is, is that God is gentle and that His gentleness is what really allows us to experience His grace. So Jesus is the son of God and he is God. This means he is all powerful. And I want to emphasize his strength here. He is powerful. He has so much strength. And so Jesus was and is gentle because God is gentle and because Jesus is God, if that makes sense. So Jesus shows gentleness and I believe him to be the all powerful. And yet he, he has nothing to do with weakness, but he is gentle. And it's because strength has everything to do with gentleness. And this just like goes to show that gentleness is not weakness. So there's a story in chapter eight of John that shows the gentleness of Jesus and it's verses one through 11. And they say, but Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. At dawn, he appeared again in the uh, temple courts where all the people gathered around him and he sat down to teach them. The teachers of the law brought in a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, teach her this woman was caught in the act of adultery. In the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. Now, what do you say? They were using this question as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing him. But Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, Let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. At this, those who heard began to go away one at a time, the older ones first, until only Jesus was left. With the woman still standing there, Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No, sir. No one, sir. She said, then neither do I condemn you. Jesus declared, go now and leave your life of sin. So he showed compassion, mercy, and forgiveness and gentleness towards this woman to teach the Pharisees a valuable lesson, which we can learn from. So like we're all sinners and guilty of punishment. We sin on a daily basis and we're no better than anyone else. So like sometimes people call, call, 
call other people out for sin. And like, we should do that, but we should do it in gentleness. Like we're called to like keep our brothers and sisters accountable, but we shouldn't do it in a condemning way. Like we're not to condemn one another. We're like to lead one another to God's righteousness. And so um, we're to be gentle. And that's what we can learn from this. Instead of Jesus joining the crowd and stoning this woman for being a sinner, he showed compassion he was mercy, he was forgiving, and he was gentle towards this woman. And it taught these the Pharisees a valuable lesson. And so they, they were taught that they were no better than her. Maybe they didn't commit adultery, but they are sinners and they were um, deserving to be stoned as well. And like, we're the same way. And so when we look at our brother or sister and we see that they have fallen short before the glory of God, like we can call them out for that, but we can do so in a gentle way that doesn't bring uh, condemnation, if that makes sense. So Matthew eleven twenty nine, 29, Jesus says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. So Jesus didn't come to bring condemnation. He didn't come to condemn us, but to bring us freedom. He died on the cross for our sins. He died the death that we deserve. He experienced the suffering of our sins and transgressions and left the Holy Spirit when he rose again. And the spirit resides within us. And when we accept Jesus in our heart, it convicts and it leads us in the right direction. So God shows gentleness through his mercy and grace and his forgiveness. He withholds the punishment we deserve and he gives us new life. Instead of condemning us, he is gentle with us. He gives us a second chance at life. And he gives us the Holy Spirit, which can um, lead us in the right direction if we accept it and we are obedient to it. And we will find the rest of our souls. So 2 Corinthians 10.1, it says, I, Paul, myself entreat you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ. I who am humbled when face to face with you, but bold toward you when I am away. So let's point out that he uses the word meekness here, not weakness. This verse says meekness, not weakness. So meekness refers to humility, which shows strength to stay calm and to not show out in situations of pressure or tension. So humility is not like softness like being soft it is staying calm being strong using self-discipline or self-control and being strong in situations of toughness and so he also says the word gentleness to kind of like further this idea of self-discipline and he says both of these like characteristics or words and he says that they are of christ because jesus exhibited these characteristics and he teaches us how to have them so like the holy spirit teaches us how to have these characteristics basically if we're obedient to the way that it guides us like the way that the holy spirit guides us and so I think that these two characteristics show how Jesus was a great and strong leader. Leaders in our society really should have these characteristics because they require strength and discipline to have rather than weakness. To like be, to live in meekness and gentleness, it requires so much more strength than to just live in anger and violence because living in that is easy. Like it's so much easier to live angrily and to just give in to sin and violence than it is to like resist them. So I believe that weakness is not having gentleness or like not being gentle. The gentleness of God is like what saves us from sin. And in, in life, it is really easy to just cave into sin and live in it. However, gentleness 
the gentleness of God, it brings mercy, grace, and forgiveness to us. But it requires us to have self-control and discipline, and it requires us to make an effort and to repent of our sins. It requires us to be obedient to the voice of the Lord, obedient to the Holy Spirit. So living in gentleness, the gentleness of God, it really shows strength because it requires action on our behalf. We have to repent of our sins, but I want to point out that we don't save ourselves. We can't save ourselves. And that when we accept Jesus Christ to be the Lord and Savior, we have the Holy Spirit within us and we can lean on Jesus and lean lean on the Spirit and rely on Him for strength in order to like live in this repentance, in order to like have strength to flee and fight temptation. So now not being gentle, it is also weakness because it's easy to be unkind or to yell and be disrespectful intention, but to be kind in the situation, it really shows gentleness and strength. So moving on to the next question, why is it important to live in gentleness? Philippians 4, 5 says, let your gentleness be evident to all the Lord is near. Proverbs 15, 1, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. So we are not to repay evil with evil, but to repay evil with good. Responding harshly stirs up anger and continues the conflict, but responding in gentleness turns away wrath and helps lower the tension. It also teaches us and shows us an example of who Christ is and how he is working within us. Colossians 4, 5 through 6, be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversations be full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. So a huge part of us sharing the gospel relies on our actions and how we interact with non-believers. So if we just live lives where we are unintentional, where we don't care about anything, where we don't share our thoughts, where we think it's powerful to be unemotional, or where we think it's strong to be mean and violent, we are living dangerous lives of just full weakness. And we're not truly living a life that shows who Jesus is because he is intentional. He cares. He is kind. He is ultimately all powerful. And yet he shows gentleness because it takes strength, not weakness. Living in weakness is just the easy way out, but living in gentleness requires dedication. It requires actual effort. How can we expect to grow authentic and real relationships with actual people if we don't communicate, if we don't share our thoughts or emotions, if we just act like we're tough and don't care? Really think about it. How can we expect anything to grow and be prosperous without effort and without hard work? We are to be gentle by acting in tenderness and love, by being empathetic and by being patient, by being considerate of other people's feelings and needs and viewing them as actual people that require oxygen to, pe- to breathe, viewing them as actual people who could be gone in the blink of an eye. But just realizing that we have one chance at this life and understanding the impact that we can have on other people's lives, we have to be intentional with our time, we have to be realistic and understand that if we keep running around acting like we don't care and holding up our feelings, we will never truly experience the life that Jesus wants us to experience. And we will never experience all the the blessings that he bestows upon us. He gave his life for ours. He was fully human and he experienced the pain and agony for us. He experienced the opposite of gentleness so that we could experience the gentleness of God. That is so amazing. So like when we live in gentleness, we're living a godly lifestyle because gentleness is a fruit of the spirit. It is a characteristic of God and who God is. And when we accept him in our lives, we should start to live more gentle lives. This doesn't mean that we're going to be gentle overnight. It takes time. But as we grow closer to him, we start to see these fruits within ourselves. 
We start to see these characteristics of God in our lives because he's living within us. He's residing within us and he's leading us to live a different life out of sin. And so our society and our culture, it tells us that gentleness is weakness, but that's not the case. Gentleness is strength. It requires strength. It requires effort. It requires so much more effort than just giving in to weakness. And so our society, it really creates this this idea that we are to act like we don't care about anything. We are to go around thoughtless, no emotions, and just go around and acting like we don't give a crap about anything. And we have created a society where we are to be mean and rude and we are to like just treat women harshly, but that's not true. We are to be intentional with them. We are to show that we care and we are to show that um, we love them or that we like them. And we are to like express that through our feelings and our thoughts. And we're not to like hold that stuff up. Like it is okay to, to show love and kindness to someone else. That shows the love and kindness of God. It shows strength because it's so much easier to just give in to evilness and be rude and hateful all the time. But to act in love and respond in love, respond in gentleness every single time, that requires so much more self-control and discipline than just being angry. And so like going back to like the little example about the Snapchatting and how we have like have this society where we don't really care and we have this mindset of just talking to all these people, but not intentionally. It really plays with people's feelings and it makes them feel special, but in all actuality, you don't care about them and you don't like them. But we are to slow down, realize that they're actual human beings. Everyone is human beings, not just like the people we talk to on the phone, but we have to look around and see everyone that's a, a human requires oxygen to breathe. They they're alive and they could be gone in the blink of an eye. Like we're not promised tomorrow. And so it's important to like live in gentleness and to just be considerate of other people, put ourselves in their position and see what they're going through before we like throw the first stone at them, if that makes sense. Because at the end of the day, we're all sinners. We're all undeserving of God's grace. And we all deserve to experience hell, but Jesus came and died on the cross and he bared that sin to bring us freedom, not condemnation. And so why would we go around condemning one another? We are to be gentle with one another and to build one another up. And I think that gentleness is just a huge aspect of living life because we kind of have this mindset that we can go around doing whatever we want, not caring, don't have a care in the world. And like life like that, I mean, it can be fine, but it's not a life that Jesus would want us to live because he wants us to think through with what we're doing. He wants us to care for other people. He wants us to love other people. He wants us to have self-control. He wants us to be disciplined. He wants us to have thoughts. He wants us to feel emotions and feelings, and he wants us to express them with other people. Like we're not to hold that stuff up and keep that stuff inside. This episode's like all over the place, but this episode's all over the place, but it kind of just comes together to just explain that we should live in gentle lives in order to show respect and honor to other people and to have uh, 
forgiveness, mercy, and grace towards other people because God has this towards us. To really stop and think about their feelings and their emotions and how they feel and how that would make us feel before we like treat people a certain way. Because they're, they're real-life people. They're not robots. We're not robots. We're real-life people. And like like the, the adulteress, instead of like throwing the stone at her, Jesus forgave her and showed mercy, gentleness, and forgiveness, and just grace towards her, compassion. And that's how we are to be to other people. But it also goes back to just the aspect of just living a life intentionally, living a life where we don't go around, don't care, not, we don't go around not caring how we hurt other people and hurt other individuals. Because like our action and the way that we live lives, our lives are just so impactful. So it, it so like kind of just conclude this episode Gentleness is a huge aspect of our lives, and it's the opposite of weakness. It requires so much strength to live in a gentle life. And gentleness, it just teaches us, gentleness just teaches us to live a life more like Jesus, and it teaches us how he would treat other people. So before we like go around acting like we don't care, acting like we're tough, and like we don't have emotions, and we don't have feelings, we should really take a step back express our feelings and our emotions with other people, show that we care, show that we are intentional, be intentional, live an intentional life with Jesus by being in the word of God and be intentional with him, but also be intentional with other people and how you communicate with them, how you talk with them, how you show that you care for them. So like before we walk around, going around, not giving a care, uh, not giving a crap about anything, not caring we should really put ourselves in other people's positions and their shoes and see life from their perspective and see how we're treating them because we don't want to be treated like that. Like we are to treat others how we want to be treated. That is the golden rule. And so instead of like having this toxic mindset of just playing with people's feelings, going back to like the idea of like the Snapchat, instead of playing with our feelings, we should put ourselves in their shoes. Like I don't like when people do that to me. So why do I do it to other people? And that's something that I actively like am working on or need to work on. And so gentleness, it, it, it's amazing because we would not experience like the forgiveness of God if it weren't for him being gentle. Instead of being harsh and just sending us all for hell, which we deserve, he sent us a savior. He sent Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. He was gentle with us. And Jesus was gentle. He taught the Pharisees in a, a very valuable lesson. Instead of throwing that the stone at her, he did it. He showed compassion. He showed forgiveness. He showed mercy. He showed grace. He showed gentleness towards her because at the end of the day, everyone is a sinner just like her. Like those other people, they were just as deserving as of the, the stoning as she was. So before we like judge other people for how they live or how they're acting, we should really put ourselves in their shoes and see that we are just the same. We're sinners. We're all deserving of hell. But we also have to live like a, in a mindset or live a life where we're, we live gentle, not just because we're all sinners, but because we want to be treated nicely, we want to be treated good. And we, don't, we shouldn't want to treat other people how we don't want to be treated, if that makes sense. And so living gently, it doesn't mean living in weakness, uh, living gently, it just means living intentionally and like making the most out of every situation, being, thinking strategically and just thinking about everything, every move that you make 
and how you can do it in a way that doesn't hurt or bring harm to anyone in a way that like shows Jesus. So living gently, it just it just requires us to think and go out of our comfort zones, go out of our shoes and just treat other people at the end of the day how we want to be treated. So this episode is just kind of all over the place, especially the closing, but um, but let's go ahead and finish it in prayer. So dear Heavenly Father, thank you for today and just thank you for giving me this opportunity. I pray that these words were from you and not from myself. And I just pray that these words brought life to those who listened. And I just pray that you will you had moved through this episode and that you will move through every other episode in the future too. Uh, we just thank you for being gentle with us and sending us a Savior rather than being harsh and sending us all to hell, even though that's what we deserve. We thank you for sending us a way out. And we, we just thank you so much for that. We just pray that you uh, showed your gentleness to us today throughout this episode and that we will be able to show your gentleness to other people um, and so that they can experience this, this gentleness of you. And we just pray that we are intentional, that we share our thoughts and our emotions and just share how, we, how we're feeling and show that we care and we treat others how we want to be treated, Lord. We just pray that we just show gentleness to other people because gentleness is strength and not weakness, Lord. And we just pray that we will have self-control and that we will have discipline. In your son's holy name we pray. Amen. So thank y'all so much for listening to this week's episode. It's kind of all over the place as usual, but um, I think that the Lord moved through it and we learned a lot about gentleness. It's not weakness. Gentleness is being kind and loving towards other people. And it really makes and requires us to put ourselves in their shoes before we treat them a particular way. And it, it, it helps us gain perspective and it teaches us to just be better people. It teaches us to be more like Christ and it allows us to just like take every opportunity and make the best out of it, not to take anything for granted, but to use everything for God's glory. It teaches us to just be full of grace, full of mercy, full of forgiveness. And it just teaches us how to like communicate with other people, how to treat other people and how to like express our feelings and show that we care to other people. And so gentleness is just a huge aspect of our lives and it should be a huge aspect of our lives. And and it's not, that's okay because we're not going to be just born gentle. Some of us are, but it takes, it takes effort. It takes discipline. It takes self-control and it takes prayer with the Holy Spirit. It takes reading the Bible. But over time, you will start to see gentleness more in your life if you accept Jesus into your heart and uh, spend time with him. Gentleness will start to be in your life more if you don't have gentleness now. But I think that gentleness is just such a huge, huge part of our lives, or at least it should be. And I think that this episode it was all over the place, but it was. I think that the Holy Spirit moved, and I think that it was good. And so before I finish, I want to finish uh, with the challenge. And so this week's challenge is to be gentle, but um, be gentle by being thoughtful of other people. And so the next time before you judge someone or before you respond anger in anger, just take a minute, think, put yourself in their position, see life from their perspective and see what they're talking about, or what they're trying to express, and then respond gently in order to cool down the tension. Because when you try to extinguish a fire with fire, it just spreads. But when you extinguish a fire with water, the living water, with the living water of Jesus, which he would do is respond in gentleness and in love, then it kind of, it cools down, it goes away and the, the fire goes out. So you have to extinguish the fire with Jesus, and I think that Jesus would do it with gentleness. I'll see you guys really, really soon, or not necessarily see, but you'll hear from me really, really soon. 
And as always, be blessed and seek life today. Thank you.